1: Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me barking to my left is Arms.
2: (laughs) We've made it 20 seconds and already screwed up. This is not even a record. Sometimes you just gotta keep going. No. Just but yeah, it. It, it's me. It's Bark. Arms is to my left. Good morning.
0: And nits grouchy ass is to my right. Just plowing through another morning. Somebody didn't get a plow through the rest of their night last night. <laughs> he, a little upset Ohio State? He forgets. I'm not I'm not really a big Ohio State guy. I am, but he, he, he's
2: just intentionally trying to get me fired up.
0: Yeah. Maybe he wants you to go to work and be great at your job this morning. Yeah. Like going there like, All right, boys. I just got out of a conference room with an SEC fan, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna get some some things done today.
2: We're gonna do also, stuff.
3: Also known as a rational college football fan. He's getting the you. SEC he's fans. getting you fired up for work. <laughs> like he knows that you
0: need the the inspiration right now. Uh,
3: okay. I mean, would you rather be in a conference room arguing with an Illinois fan? Yes. <laughs> or a Rutgers fan. Do they still have this? Give me Illinois fan. I think they both. I think Indiana. Do they Indi- just share they fans and just them
2: back and, back and forth? <laughs> yeah. They, <just> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: they never have the same home week. <laughs> they just bus fans back and forth between Illinois. and.
2: It's like, oh, uh, well, we've got a 1 o'clock game and a 4 o'clock game. Um, make, do you think you can make it to the 4 o'clock game? Just here's some free tickets. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You like
3: watching football? Here's, well, here's we'll your tickets try. and your dollar. We we, we try <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I don't know.
0: This is the most amicable they've been so far this morning. You guys are cohesive right now. I'm about to thurning face. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little cohesive. I, I'm liking it. Uh. But yeah, we had uh, we. You know what? Let's call it. We are at the halfway point of the season already. Yeah, it's kind of sad.
2: That's, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, You can't count. Uh, okay, halfway.
0: Hey, halfway. Where's that unicorn head? I forgot it. Oh man. So we were going to wear a. Uh, we were going to do a little thing where the person who whipped the the most on their picks
2: uh, got to wear this beautiful unicorn head. And we're trying to determine whether it's called C J Uzoma for Uzoma, which I believe he was injured, but he had four targets with zero catches. He should have caught one of them. Or Trent Cannon. Who Trent mustered? I think Cannon. what twenty-three yards, maybe twenty-three <laughs> like total that. yards. Um, he was involved. He had three catches. and I'm not sure he got past the line of scrimmage. He was involved. Yeah. Well, I'll give him that. He he was involved. But,
0: but yeah, I, I think I think fairly. I think I would avoid the unicorn head this morning. Trent Cannon was Trent, Trent Cannon, Cannon was a bad bad call. Yes, it was. I mean, Chris Herndon worked out and some others on my list, but Trent Cannon was. Just he didn't help you. And didn't I, help you at all. So, I feel like
2: I should have got I would have got the crown for sitting juju. What did he do? Nothing. Nothing. Like thirty three yards. Nothing. Four catches, thirty three yards, I believe it was. Yeah. Got the l- crown? Literally nothing. Crown him. Crown him. You <laughs> want to crown arms? to Crown him. I mean, that was a... That I'm was still a, checking mine. It was, I, a, I, it was a ballsy call that worked.
0: Indeed. I mean it you know, it did work. All Trick right. Cannon did not. So Pat Mahomes actually wasn't the number 1 quarterback this week, which we still have one game to go, but Deshaun Watson
2: got it done. Yeah. On a Thursday. Thursday night domination. And, of course, I faced him. And my quarterback, of course, in that league, Jameis freaking Winston.
3: Well, he's a bad quarterback.
2: Well, I, <laughs> I went late in the draft, and I'm like, you know what? Jameis in this matchup against Cincinnati, eh. Or, uh, or I've got to keep Stafford. I dropped Stafford, had Jameis. Stafford versus Seattle, they're hot and cold. I'm like, you know what? I like James' upside. He's passed for over 300 yards two weeks in a row and got a couple touchdowns in each game. Yeah, let's go with this. Instead, he he's like, you know what? I can i can one-up myself on those four interceptions in the past two weeks, and I'll do it by halftime. That's right. Dude Fitzpatrick looked good bringing him all the way back. He did. I mean, I know
0: at the time we were like, the benching was deserved, but a little piece of me in the back of my head was like, should have let him one play bad through. game i mean two, he had two, bad, bad, two bad, bad games, games. like a, a game and a half i believe it was bad but i mean big time quarterbacks this season have had two bad games
3: so far this season like bortles has been bad all season and he's yeah, still a starter and he was a stud.
2: <laughs> he he was okay nfl not for long when you're playing like
0: that no not at all but deshaun patty mahomes Derek carr
2: Goff, Newton, Wentz, Luck, Russell Wilson, what was that Kirk third Cousins. One? What was that third one? You, can you repeat that? Derek Carr. Okay. Right. Apparently, uh, Derek Carr just hates Amari Cooper.
0: Apparently so, but I mean, they still lost, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't. He, he doesn't play defense. No. And he didn't turn the ball over. So I mean, first de- time de- in de- a while. De- yeah, Derek Carr with a uh, good game, for four Carr. touchdowns. I mean, that's not what I was expecting. Whenever we lost our number one
0: receiver, listen, we we all knew it. It was a great trade for both sides. Great trade for Dallas, great trade for Oakland, and Oakland proved that they can still do about the same exact thing without Amari Cooper. But Insert Seth Roberts for your two catches and a touchdown like Amari probably would have done in this game. Two catches, maybe a touchdown.
3: Brandon LaFell was actually relevant Bra- for a second. I forgot that he was yeah. even a, a Raider.
0: Brandon LaFell has actually uh, proven that he can be relevant if you give him you know, adequate snaps. Not...
3: He's better Great. than Mark he's better than Martavis Bryant at this point yeah. if you were a Martavis Bryant truther hopeful yeah uh it's time to cut him he's just eating up roster space I yeah. actually played a guy who started him and of course zero points love it in a 28 what they scored
2: 28 35 28 uh, to 42 was the
3: final okay yeah they four touchdowns he didn't even get a didn't have a catch so so Martavis uh, Bryant's career is over if yeah. he can't make it, if he can't make it on this this Raiders team, the number the worst team and one of the worst teams in football. It's wor- I mean, he's done the Bills. He is done. So you can't beat out of Brandon Woodfell. Just I'm glad, th- I'm glad okay.
0: you said that because that's what I was getting ready to say next. Like, can we all just accept that Martavis Bryant is just not that good? And, I, and and I'm just, perfectly and just fine with ice that. It. I mean, he's just he,
2: not that good. He just reminds me of like when they had Moss. It's like, all right. All, the, were, all no, the talent in the no world and there for just me. no production. Just, like, like, when they had Moss, he had 900 yards, but they just force-fed him the ball. And we're, we're going back, what, 12 years probably, maybe longer than that, but just force-feeding him the ball and nothing. They don't even try to force-feed the ball to Martavis Bryant. I mean, I don't – what the heck happened? It
0: Dude. reminds me of the Robert Meacham hype, like the Robert Meacham hope. Like, you know, okay. It didn't pan out. He looked really good for a season, I think. Like, oh, this kid's going to be really good in a year or two. Martavis Bryant did a little more than that, but he's. So sorry he's for getting us
2: hung up on this, but I will say, Doug Martin, five and a half yards of carry, uh, 72 yards on the ground. The muscle sloth didn't look terrible. I mean, mustered around 90 total. I mean, you want more out of that out of your starting running back, but mm, still the Colts. The Colts aren't that great. So I don't
3: uh, see. Uh, I'm glad you glad you said that. It gives me an argumentative point. Oh God. dude, the Colts are not looking like a
2: bad team. right I'm now. referring to their defense. So.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, I was getting I was getting to the they are a very offensive minded team with not a lot of household names at the skill positions other than Andrew Luck. I mean, T. Y. Hilton wasn't even a, a a part of this. Yeah. Andrew Luck's touchdowns went to three different tight, tight ends. <laughs> Three different tight ends, then uh, Marlon Max slamming them home from a yard Dude, and four yards out. Should He's, we
0: should we call him as real?
3: I think he is. I mean, I you know I traded for him. I, yeah, I yeah mean, to me, I do like I I I like the combination of the backfield more than just Marlon Mack. I, Naeem, Hines, yeah, they've got a
0: good thing going. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about
3: yeah Hines. Uh, Wilkins uh, had a decent game, but I'm not ready to. He's like the perfect little third string running back that that can come in and be productive. Right. But, but Himes is electric when he touches the ball. Marlon Mack is just consistent. Like he'll, what Marlon Mack did on Sunday was he grinded out the first fifty, like fifteen carries, fifty and they yards. Stuck with him. They stick with. They throw Himes in. Himes gets. I, I think he went like around eighty yards on nine carries or something like that. And uh, no easy. And then Marlon Mack comes in, pops off his big one, gets the two late touchdowns. ice. It. so. They have the perfect combination, one-two punch between Himes and uh, and Mack. But yeah,
2: but this is also the Raiders who have a bad defense. So that's a little. Uh, this is true, but it's a little but, bit scary to to but, be calling Naheem Hines as, or excuse me, Marlon Mack or either one of them at this point against this defense is anything real. It's I, I kind of agree, but I think what Nick's biggest point is
0: uh, the Colts when they have a lead. Are going to commit to Mack and try to hold it. So, yeah. I mean, we've got a 50 50 chance of Mack having bell cow number carries week in, week out. I mean,
3: he, he's been healthy three weeks and he's gone for 89 yards or more uh, on, on 12, 19, now 25 rushing the, attempts. F- the, the first
2: Colts running back to put two uh, consecutive 100 yard games up since, I think, Joseph Adai. That's my worry. To, uh, my
0: worry though is that he had an ankle issue, and we didn't know if he was going to be active till game day. That's my only issue with Marlon Mack. He he definitely seems like he gets nicked up a little easy. So I mean, but if, but if he's going to pull a Matt Burita and struggle through
3: it and fight through it, you yeah. know,
0: give me some Mack.
3: Yeah, and and let me clarify. I'm not saying running back one. I'm saying he he's a he could be a consistent running back too, though. Yeah. With one upside, right? With one upside at a time. When he gets in the end zone, I mean, he's back-to-back weeks with two touchdowns. And when he gets in the end zone, he has that running back one upside. But he can be a consistent running back, too, for you.
0: Well, speaking of number one upside and and number one for the week at the running back position, I I may have made an announcement on Twitter. We may still have one person here that don't agree. Or maybe he's changed his tune. But I, I think it's time to call it Pittsburgh does not need Lev Bell in any way in my opinion for the price wait, 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 wait. Uh, the business decision I
3: uh, uh, James connor has got it done no i'm still absolutely going to argue on the in any way okay in any way James Connor's a byproduct right now of that passing attack he's open and i'm and i'm not trying to take too much i i have changed my tune on uh this decision this year i yes they do not need love bell this year but long term I think they do. I mean, I mean, again, you're going to have what Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterback most likely next year. That's going to kill James Conner. I I, I'd be more comfortable with Love Bell, but I'll I'll let you go forward with what he did. I I can can see that point. I I, I can see that. That's the only issue I have with your statement about James Conner. Just long term, they're going to miss Love Bell. This year, they're perfectly fine. They are fine. They've proved it. And James Conner's fine without.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely fantasy fine because he's, you know, he's running right there at the number four running back overall currently. And owner's I, I mean, got to be happy. And and, I'm, and I it makes me wonder if Lev does report, are they even going to mess with playing him because they can save a lot of money
2: by not. One thing you get with Le'Veon Bell versus James Connors, I think Connors already fumbled a couple times this year. True. Le'Veon Bell has four lost fumbles in his career. Yeah, I mean that. Just the ball security there is just ridiculous. That's what one of the things that make him just that little bit, you know, edging out of James Conner. Now, if I'm the the Steelers, I'm trying to get rid of Le'Veon Bell.
0: I mean, they should, and that's another good topic for this morning. Trade deadline is tomorrow
3: at four o'clock. That's a the problem. They're not going to get it a whole lot for him. Sadly, no. no I've, I mean, I'd rather is... they'd accept a third. So if a team like the Jets, maybe the Raiders, the with Raiders, a ton of first rounders. But who's he going to sign with? I mean, if you're the Raiders or the Jets, I mean, you're you're banking on him signing next year. I mean, I don't know that if I'm the Raiders or Jets,
2: I give up a third rounder at this point. I I I I'd take the chance. I get it. Particularly no. if I'm a contender, I'll take the chance. Which I, the I know Jets the Raiders are. and the Raiders, neither one of them are. But if I'm a contender, I'll definitely give up a third rounder for him. But what you're saying, what you're saying is.
3: You're taking the chance on him signing with you next year, and you're going to have to – obviously, obviously, you're going to have to break the bank to keep him. So you're not really – it's just a chance not worth taking. I mean, I if you're a contender, yeah. If you're,
2: let, let, let me ask you – I'll, I'll Like try, the I'll Buccaneers? To... How good would
3: Love would Bell look on the Buccaneers with Ryan Fitzpatrick like in those skill positions? I mean, that would be – the, the Buccaneers like would that a lot. instantly go to a wild-card favorite and even even threaten for the NFC title game. Well, listen real quick. Like
0: The NFL likes to send these push notifications when you subscribe to anything, which I have Red Zone. <laughs> and yesterday, I get a notification. Uh, playoff contenders, Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, to do battle. To, and I'm like, Tampa Bay's a playoff contender? Yeah. they. Are. I, I mean, they're not that far out. So maybe Lev Bell... I actually love that move if they were to attempt it. Peyton Barber looked okay last night, but he's not let Bell. Oh. I mean, if you could trade a Jameis Winston to a team, I know they're not going to do it. They should. Like, why bench a guy <laughs> that's your future over and over? I think you trade Jameis Winston for a third, uh, for a third, ship Sw- the third back out. Beauty, God. just a thing of beauty.
3: G M in it this morning. Just a thing of beauty. I'm G
0: M in it. ya. Lev, come on in. I'd much rather have Lev Bell on my team than James than you know, if look, I got Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: And coming from the Homer side of it, if the Raiders can do it, and then we get a uh, Nick Bosa at the number one overall pick, all of a sudden our rebuild looks really smart. I still, don't like, think I keep so. looking at that and wondering, like, okay, look at the mid-tier receivers that keep coming off, and the, the excuse me, the top-tier rookie receivers. Coming off in mid round, like the Raiders could have a heck of a rebuild in the next two years. I mean, five five picks. We well, in theory you'd end up if if you gave first rounder for Lev, you'd end up with four first uh, first rounders the next two years in Le'Veon Bell, which I don't think they're giving up first for Lev, but still give up a second. You be ecstatic with your five first rounders in a second for Le'Veon Bell.
3: Yeah, if you. Yeah, if you commit to paying him, which is going to be a problem, but is, it's just going to be a problem. But, it's going to be a headache having two hundred million dollar guys in your backfield.
2: But if you have, if you just gave up your number one receiver, you lost your running back for the year, and what do you have now? Someone who has the ability to produce like a number one receiver in the air and a number one running back on the ground and Le'Veon Bell. I mean. I'm not condoning necessarily paying him, but I don't think that his value, like after seeing what James Conner's done, I think that's hurting Le'Veon Bell's, or Le'Veon Bell's value.
3: Yeah, other teams can downplay it. Yeah, like they this can is, say they, look, could, they could walk in there and be like, "This is your best contract, four years, seventy-five million dollars." Yeah. What he got basically what he got offered what last year?
0: Yeah, and if he wants to play, he's going to have to accept something. I mean, he's twenty; he's not old. 20, he's twenty-six, but if you are four play. years
2: puts him into thirty and that's well, the Well, if
0: you play stubborn and and you sit yourself out till you're close to twenty eight, I mean you're you're getting to a point of like teams are going to start looking like is he worth a four year contract? He may only be worth a two. We don't want to pay him well into his thirties. Which I know it happens. Like NFL teams do give contracts out that run people through the thirties, but it's Shady. not guaranteed. Yeah. It's usually not guaranteed money. It's usually you know, we'll guarantee you uh, your prime, and then uh, you've got these pretty years to look at that we can just say never mind on. Yeah, we can,
2: you know, uh, franchise tag you at year 31 if we need to. Bang. Well, so, bang. Uh,
3: Shady McCoy is uh, the one that's popping into my mind. I know he hadn't played this week yet. And he's a Monday night game tonight. But there's been a little bit of trade rumors around him. To me, if you're the Bills, yeah, he's your only offensive player worth noting. If, if you could even say 30. that about him. He's 30 years old. He's under contract next year, also. You got to move him, right? I, I mean, th-
0: I would think so, but apparently they're saying they're not going to. And I, and I don't know if that's just smoke, but Bills, you're rebuilding. You've got a new value? quarterback. I, a, a fifth.
2: I mean, if that, I mean, you
0: might be able to, to see a contender. For it. I mean, I'd like a Tampa Bay Bucs situation. I'd rather have LaShawn McCoy there than Peyton Barber
2: or the, to,
3: to mix him option, with those guys. the threat. So, yeah.
2: I don't know. I just I, I've got no. I I severely down, uh, play the value of those thirty-year-old running backs, and I mean this. That's someone I, all, I all off-season I talked about. Stay away from Shady. Stay away from Shady. You know, thirty happens to people, and it, let's just. It is what it is. Shady was as good as Le'Veon Bell has been in his prime. Was yes. So you know that's something. You also go to Le, Le'Veon Bell and say, look, here is your best comp in the past five years, and we see what he's doing at thirty. You
3: know, sign that contract, find you a new team. But hey, lots of good. Top ten was loaded at running back, but Chris <laughs> Carson somehow sneaks in there. I mean, Seattle still can't figure that out. Philip Lindsay with full time runs ends up right around number ten. Saquon takes a step back uh, from his top five performance, but still solid game, getting to the twenty yard twenty point mark. Uh, that New York Giants offense, is uh, everyone knows, is it. just pathetic. But how is he producing with no quarterback play?
2: Oh, my God. I mean, he's getting it done in the air. He, I mean, I believe he ends up with, what, nine receptions this week? That That's what kept you alive.
3: Check down. I mean,
2: it's – eli manning just finding him out of the backfield i'm not even sure he might be the number one read at this point you know it's like oh, or at least the number two. only read yeah it's like um Saquon or not saquon odell's got one person on him all right we're saquon all right, yeah. boom you know which you know, it, it's it's terrible as bad as the giants have regressed offensively because they added the premier skill position player coming out of this year's draft
3: yeah dude o- odell <laughs> yeah no doubt odell beckham is making beautiful over the middle catches for like seven yard catches <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because yeah. uh, like uh, Eli can't even get it close to him, can't even get it on target to let him catch and run after it. I mean, it, it, it's pretty pathetic, but I still kind of want to flip flop in between that. Was Saquon the right move for the Giants? I mean, I, if, it, we keep arguing he, this, and everyone can. It's so easy to say, yeah, you, it's you got easy it? to say both. But dang, man, not taking a quarterback could hurt you for five years. But can we see Laletta a little bit? See if
0: maybe they made a a a, a good pick there. I, I mean, we don't know till they give
3: him a shot. What, one of the biggest
2: things you got to move Eli if you're going to do it. I,
3: yeah, you got to by tomorrow I, at four. Maybe they should go get Jameis. <laughs> like, I, I mean, anything's better. I mean, literally anything's better than Eli sport, right now. Let
2: me ask you: Is James cuttable? No. By the bunch? no. But if they cut him, I believe they save a ton of money if they cut him.
0: But th- he has trade value. Somebody would pay a, uh, and this is sad, but somebody would pay a, a conditional late pick for Jameis. Somebody would probably pony up a fourth. In my opinion, I, I think a team could pony up a fourth uh, See,
3: this for is where Jameis. It- I, Jaguars are a great fit for Jameis. Jameis has Where you don't have to be good. The quarterback doesn't have to be good. He just just has to be better. You just have
0: to be a little better than Blake Bortles, and and he is. Like, I I firmly believe that Jameis Winston is better than Blake Bortles. Uh, Is it by a long shot? No. But I think you could probably get Jameis for a fourth and turn around and deal Bortles to somebody as a backup for a fifth. A.J. McCarron netted, you know, a fifth, I believe. Blake Bortles can net a fifth from somebody as a backup quarterback.
3: Yeah and james uh not overly expensive to the rest of this year either i mean he's still on that that i think it's the fifth year of his rookie deal they picked up the option so it's not extremely pricey from a dollars and cents point acquisition that you'd have to make as a giants or or right. or uh, uh panthers not panthers good lord jaguars and, I'll, and one I'll, of those cats one of
0: those cat teams and I'll, and i'll tell you something like A team we forget about when we're talking because we just talked about them, but the problem with the Giants is Eli, his arm strength is diminished. There's a little bit of float on his ball. He's He's got pass catchers that can make it happen. I know Tampa Bay does too in a way, but honestly, when it comes down to it, Tampa Bay has Mike Evans, who's seemingly elite sometimes, but they don't have anyone else that's like that great. Could you imagine Jameis on the Giants? Yeah, Jameis, Barkley, Beckham, Ingram, Sterling. Shep, Sterling. I mean, I, that's the Giants
2: could be much more competitive with the Jameis Winston, although he's not great. But let me also throw this out here. Right now, the way the Giants' season has started, do they really even want to be competitive going forward? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're so far out of no, it, they basically out. have to win out to make the playoffs.
0: But, I mean, I'd much rather have a Jameis Winston for next year than – I mean, this. you're – you're kind of like our college expert, both of you, compared to me. But, like, is there a quarterback coming out of this draft that's going to no. help the Giants win in 2019?
3: Someone's going to have to make a major move on the last half of the uh, the college football season to even even consider being a franchise quarterback. I mean, no one has the talk of an Andrew Luck. Or just going back to last year, the Sam Darnold, Josh Rick. Remember, we have, like, four starting rookie quarterbacks right now out of last year, obviously out of last year's draft. I don't see that at all. I mean, once you upload that many rookies into starting positions, uh, like at the quarterback position, you're going to see a lockdown. I mean, there's just not going to be that many open jobs other than the Jaguars and the Giants, the teams we're talking about. But, frankly, there's just not talent there. I mean, there's just not talent coming out. Dwayne Haskins might be your best quarterback coming group. out, but he may not. Will Greer. Yeah, he he could be he, – he's a, he's an interesting
0: one because he could be Jameis Winston. Tons of hype in college as a pro prospect, and when he gets
2: into the league, just yeah, but he could also be great. I don't think he's got the accuracy concerns that Jameis had, even in college. Man, Jameis was pretty but, well, accurate, in he, he was good, and he was very good. I mean, Jameis was like a can't miss prospect in college. I didn't, I mean,
3: arm talent wise, Jameis Winston's but, one of the top, top 10 arm talent guys, maybe ever. I mean, the guy does have a can, even yesterday, he was throwing bullets, man. He,
2: he throws bullets. But just... He threw... Uh, if you watched his interceptions, I don't think any of them were tipped. I think all of them, like, it, it's a jumped route. They're like, all, all lasers. Literally dead. read it right... It's like, oh, here comes Mike Evans, and I'm throwing it to Jesse Bates or whoever the heck got the interception. Jameis throws a pretty ball. There's just something... Something, I think, a change of scenery could do Jameis a ton of good. It could. It, it, would, it would have to. He could he look worse than he did yesterday? Speaking of which... You know, had Jameis playing against Mike Evans, and I'm like, "What's the worst that's gonna happen?" Every time Mike Evans scores, James Winston scores. That's not that bad. And through three quarters, <laughs> Ma- Mike <laughs> Evans has 67 yards, I think it was. And in the final quarter of the game, Bomb. just Fitz Magic just it just kills me. He is Fitz Magic. Just kills me. He's magic. He's delicious. So won't so won't do the Buccaneers. Magic. Should the Buccaneers stick with Do Fitzpatrick you going you forward? Magic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's won new
3: games. Dude, I love Fitz. <laughs> I love Fitz. I mean, there is no reason Other for way.
0: them to keep Jameis Winston. You got Fitzpatrick and draft a guy to to be his successor. I, there is no reason right now to keep Jameis Winston in Tampa. And Deshaun Jackson requested a trade. Something, something just not right in Tampa. So, something's weird.
3: Mm.
0: Beard's weird. Your know, okay. beard is weird. So. Yeah. so by the way, guys, our video recording it quit. That, that's why I have this uh beast of a gaming laptop in front of me. We're gonna try to convert because apparently my MacBook is is too old to do both consistently. Yeah. Listeners won't be getting much YouTube today. But so you guys you guys can definitely uh do Fortnite dances and act a fool right here in front of us. But yeah, so no video. But anyways, back to the audio. So, yeah, the trade deadline is tomorrow. I don't know if you guys have any more uh, guys that you would like to see get traded or or guys that you think need to make a move. I think think Cincinnati could benefit by making a move. And I hate to say it, but Uzma went out yesterday, and they've had nothing but injuries at tight end. I, I kind of would like to see Cincinnati trade for a tight end. They're a contender. When you're a contender, you have to do... You have to Some make crazy bold thing. moves. Yeah, yeah. you got to make bold moves to keep it going, and I think that Cincinnati could greatly but, benefit from a tight is end. But it's tight
2: end the move that you make. I mean, that's part of the question. Whenever you've got a Jared Cook would be great. We're it, on the same Cincinnati. page. And you've the got a rebuilding Raiders team. I, if, if I hey, trade Jared Cook, and I, he has been a bright spot, one yeah. of the few bright spots in our offense. But by all means, trade Jared Cook. If you really look at like the top 10, 12... Fifteen
3: tight ends this year. Jared Cook's the only one on a bad team right now. All the others are rebuilding team. Ertz, Kelsey, Ebron, Kittle. Kittle's bad, but he's the future of that San Francisco organization. He's not going anywhere. Jared Cook's tradable. Then you go Trey Burton, O.J. Howard, Austin Hooper, I mean, all these guys are on contending teams, or they're young enough to be the future. Of their franchise and Kittle, and then get down to Injoku. So, if you're needing a tight end like the the Bengals are, Jared Cook's going to be your own not not just your best. He's really your only option, unless you want to dig deep for a Ben Watson or
2: something yeah, like that. Dig deep, an old guy. And you know mm-hmm. they're not going to uh, contact Baltimore and be like, "Hey, you guys have three tight ends." Yeah, you got three. That to look pop Decent up. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but yeah,
0: I really i i like the possibility, which are it's probably remote, but Jared Cook. If you're really rebuilding Raiders, why don't you start shopping Jared Cook? I mean, you, do you really need him right now? You're not going anywhere. Jared Cook's not that young. Jared Cook to the Bengals makes a lot of sense
3: to me. Probably and getting a fourth. I mean, it's, again, a fourth, fifth rounder. But yeah, every you, pick helps your Raiders organization. The yep. future of the Raiders. Every pick. So
0: Now, here's another one. And I know that he's very similar to another guy on his team. But Cleveland is 2-5-1. and one. You can you te- theoretically, we're halfway through the season. Out of the You're last of eight games, you could po- – I mean, why not go for it? The problem in Cleveland is wide receiver. Tons of drops are plaguing Baker Mayfield's play. Pierre Garçon, Pierre Garçon is on the block. I would think Jarvis Landry, Garçon, and then you mix in those rookies and in the third you spot. And right, yeah. Yeah, I mean – I know Garcon's just a band-aid, but you could probably get him for a sixth or a seventh. And Cleveland, just to make, fa- just to give fans more hope for next season, Pierre Garcon acquisition to me would be nice for them to have some sure hands for Baker to throw to. Uh,
2: I mean, the
3: problem with Pierre Garcon is just too similar to those guys. He's just an old. He's an old version of Jarvis Landry, and Antonio Callaway is a young version. But Callaway um, can't catch the ball. Cowley's been okay. I mean, yesterday he had a tough touchdown catch. He also dropped it like a 12-yard out. The, the ball was not placed great. He was running and out, and it was high and behind him. So he had to make a great play, but he didn't. So I don't see the, the drop issues as far as balls hitting him squarely in the chest and him dropping them. I see more he's not making amazing catch so issues. Since, so since we have a 3-5 and five Colts that could – technically jump back in what about a
0: homecoming for Pierre Garcon since they're so, they're having so many issues at receiver right now
2: that would not be a bad play at all they they'd have someone That's why who, I'm here boys someone who could uh do something under the across uh, the middle a little bit rather than just be that deep ball threat that T.Y. Hilton is um back to the Bengals though why not contact the Buccaneers who they just played who has two solid tight ends you know O.J. Howard's not going anywhere but Cam Bray why not? Has been good. Cameron Bright's got more ability than CJ Uzoma. You know he's he's better than Tyler Eifert. A healthy Tyler Eifert. He's, Eifert had one year. Other than that, he's been either injured or bad. And
3: Cameron Bright does a lot of good things in the trenches. Yeah, the, yeah the he, does. he He's they, that that high, truly hybrid. More of a blocking tight end, but but he does have the ability to get open, catch the ball when needed.
0: Tampa Bay kinda has like the perfect storm at tight end. I don't know if I, I don't
2: know if I'd mess with that. They've got like but they're, a blocker slash fairly
0: good receiver and then they've got O. J. Howard.
2: But what's their record though? You know, I mean you gotta start somewhere and say, All right, now's the time that we start dismantling a little bit to build for our future. I don't know, man. They were in contention till yesterday and Fitz magic might be the key to a winning season. A winning season. I don't think they need much for them. It's nine and seven. Just love Bell. Just know, love Bell. that doesn't get you in the Just playoffs. A third. What is it? nine and seven? Is not going to get you in the playoffs.
3: I don't know. I mean, it, not it in could. the NFC. In the NFC, it, there's the possibility that there's nine and seven positions. Yeah, the
0: Packers are forward. three and three and one. I mean, there's good teams that are catchable right now.
2: But if I'm going to say, all right, who's going to who's going to win more games going forward? the buccaneers or the packers? Yeah. Even even with Give you know lead
0: bell and I'll take I'll take the I'll take the bucks. I will bet on the bucks if you got lead bell on the bucks.
2: They don't have Aaron Rodgers on the bucks. So I'll take Rodgers. Packers and Aaron, do
0: have Aaron Rodgers and
2: they're 3 and 3 and 1. They were in position to beat the Rams yesterday if it wasn't for a fumble on the kickoff return. They lost.
3: I, I'm kind of in between on this. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot out of the Packers this year. I mean, they—you're saying they almost beat the Rams, but then again, they almost got beat by the 49ers, who yep. are one of the worst teams. Boom. So they're, so they're pretty inconsistent. But I do get your point. I mean, they hung right right there with a top three. It, it, really, the top. I mean, honestly, the Rams are the best team in football right now. Uh, on on paper, they're a top five team, no doubt, and they're undefeated. The uh, solid. Let me let me throw one more name. Here's here's the name I expect to To be traded, expect to happen. Demarius Thomas, man. Yes. the 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 Broncos are kind of fluctuating between: Are we a playoff contender, or are we still building? Are we still building this thing? And John Elway, I think, has to look in the mirror and go, "I have I have Cortland Sutton, solid. Emmanuel Sanders, solid. My running backs, my young running backs, look good. All I need is a quarterback of the future." Demarius Thomas is aging out but still has real value. We're not talking about 6th or 7th round value. I'm talking they could get a third, maybe a couple thirds, maybe a second for Demarius Thomas and that and and be huge at building this thing going forward for know, John Elway. A second.
0: I don't know if he's worth the second. I, th- I think you let him I, go for I said for maybe, a... maybe.
3: Yes. Nah, I you can't he still has a, quite a few years left. In the tank, theoretically, he's a big receiver. He's not looked great this season, but he's had ups. He's had three up games this year already. Demand it. I mean, you, you what's what's wrong with demanding it? You have got would, what uh, twenty six
2: hours or I guess something that's to right. where you know? I
3: guess that's all right. A contender should pay
0: because you you can't really look at Demaryius Thomas and say he's washed up. Case Keenum's his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Case you Keenum, give him you give him someone better.
3: He's flinging it to Emmanuel Sanders because Emmanuel Sanders running the under routes. Right. Shorter, easier. So, D- Demarius Thomas would look awesome. Again, on the Colts. How about uh, the Redskins? The Redskins. I mean, the Redskins they, who are leading they need the East, the, the NFC East leading Redskins, man. five and two. Alex Smith is the man. <laughs> Dude,
0: Alex Smith. I wins. mean, he's he just knows how to manage a game. He went back to game manager Alex Smith and not deep ball Tyreek Kill. Alex
2: Smith. Well, he doesn't have and Tyree it's, Kill. It's, I mean, you've
0: got one of the best teams in the league is helmed by Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> There's some sort of football algorithm that no one knows. Yeah, except they're giving, Alex they're Smith, giving like, Adrian Peterson, the ball twenty plus times a game, controlling clock and eking out wins. Yeah. If I somehow, what a great way to play football.
3: Yeah. But that uh, that algorithm is not. It's not anything complicated. It's just take care of the football. Don't make critical mistakes. And when the play's there, deliver the football. Alex
2: Smith is a healthier version of Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Yeah. God, uh, I, I love Chad Pennington. I mean, just do, doesn't, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Love Chad Pennington. And, you know, accurate. Not a great thrower, but an accurate thrower. Yeah. Perfectly mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Puts, you know, maybe only passes for 180 yards. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But get you another 30 or 40 on the ground and, you know, tosses a couple uh, short touchdown passes. Are
0: the Redskins the quietest division-leading team in the league? Far and away. I didn't even know until you said it that washington was five and two because i don't pay attention to washington because there's no fantasy relevance besides ap on that team washington with demarius thomas looks a lot scarier i like it or pierre garcon another homecoming i mean get someone
2: in there i think that that can be reliable for alex smith I'm not buying Pierre Garcon at all in, in Washington.
3: i got to give you props right now. Your laptop is dead. Did, did you, do you like follow Alex Smith's stats? No. You want to know his last two passing yardages? Yeah. 178 and 178. <laughs> Five and two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> one touchdown, no intercepts. He basically duplicated the last two games. 178 yards, one touchdown, no picks. That's Alex Smith lines, and that's
2: winnable football. Moneyball. Moneyball. alex smith is is the football money ball guy
3: and, and you know he's again he scrambles like every game he scrambles for 14 yards and, and he get picks up three first downs with them oh yeah <laughs> within those 14 yards he picks up three first downs it might somehow. be it
2: might be seven attempts but one of them he gets seven yards on a third and seven uh, yeah and I'll, the other two he's fourth or third and one and he's like all right i'll get out there
3: god the guy the guy just knows how to win football football games i mean he's he's a winner
2: it's he's one of the guys that you're so confident betting against and losing (laughs) and you're like how how did oh god alex smith didn't kill you you don't even want him on your fantasy team but alex smith's the reason you lost the game yeah (laughs)
3: they they do need they do need a receiver to compliment uh Wait, there's no one to compliment there. It's just they need a receiver. They need a receiver
2: to compliment George Jordan Reed
3: and he's he's been
0: he, he ta- caught some balls man. yesterday. Compliment AP? I mean he, he
2: didn't
3: he didn't get down the field, but he caught some balls yesterday. Take some pressure off AP. In all reality, they do need to take some pressure off that running game. And heck, I believe the last two touchdowns Alex Smith threw were two Adrian Peterson he's the Saquon Barkley Adrian Peterson of the Washington Redskins (laughs) he's the first version of Saquon (laughs) Barkley I did like them hugging it out that was pretty cool after the game Adrian Peterson Saquon meeting at midfield and just like Adrian just saying dude you're the real deal stay with it keep it going you're not as good as me yet but you're the real deal (laughs) (laughs) no as good as all day ap put put a gold jacket
0: has been kind of uh, he oh no he is but he's been a little inconsistent as a runner i know the team doesn't help matters but yeah
2: but look at some of the other runners out there that you you'd love to have on your fantasy team that you know don't really kill it on the ground kamara kamara's not great on the ground you know christian mccaffrey not great on the ground you like having tariq cohen not that great on the ground most weeks. I mean, those guys you're you're satisfied with having and I mean, hey, Saquon Barkley. This in this NFL You'd you be don't, comfortable with that. You don't have to have hundred and twenty yards on the ground and a touchdown on the ground as long as you can also get it done in the air.
0: Truth. I
2: agree with that. Truth.
0: Let's uh let's talk about some wide receivers from yesterday real quick. Uh we like had what their... they did and stuff? Yeah, like what they did and stuff. Uh, we had the return of some names that have been down this year. Marvin Jones was your top receiver, actually tied in our league format with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Marvin and Sammy. Wish we'd have called those guys uh, thirty-point games out of them in full-point PPR. Uh, then you have Mike Evans, you know, and in
3: the, the comeback, the possibly elite Tyler Boyd. Is he? Is Tyler Boyd elite? Let me take a deep breath and digest that. Digest it what, what I want to say. Uh, yeah. Tyler Boyd's legit, man. He's not He's not scrapping in 30-point games here and there. He's On his down weeks are great weeks, man. Five it, out of
2: his eight games so far have went for over 90 yards. Four, excuse me, three of those are over 100. Kind of nuts. Excuse me, four and three. Four over 90 and three, three of them over 100. He just had the slow
3: start. He had a down game last week against the Chiefs, but like he he's fairly consistent and throwing in monstrosity of games uh, against pretty decent teams. Really, I mean the, a lot of shootouts, but against the Panthers, he he went over the hundred yards, got in the, the end zone, so he's doing it against good defense, quote unquote good defenses yeah. also. So
0: he uh, currently is wide receiver twelve in full point PPR overall league. Wide receiver twelve. I, I wouldn't wouldn't peg that as elite yet. Because like if you finish in the top ten this season, I'll call you elite. And yeah. I and I think he will, even though he's got some competition to pass up.
2: But but man, Tyler Boyd looks great. Tied for ninth with five touchdown receptions. The names above him are the usual suspects. A B, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, AJ Green, Nook. Uh then of course you get Tyler Lock and you're like, What the heck? And Ridley having a good year. Uh, and then Thielen, and then you got Boyd. How do you guys
0: feel about me having three of the top 12 receivers this year in our league? I don't like it. You're my division.
3: You're my division. I just play it, dude. More props to you. But another little blast from the past, Larry Fitz. Is he heating up? Or was that a –
0: That was Josh Rosen's technically best game, even though it wasn't great. Uh, But Larry Fitz, he can do this for you. He can give you that
3: week. And he, he did. Yeah, it, the team, like fantasy-wise, I mean, if someone was banking on him all year long, their fantasy team's probably in ruins right now. Yes. If they didn't move, move him because he just killed, killed – he has killed you through the first seven weeks, really. He's he's an acquirable name cheaply, especially in dynasty leagues where his his value is this year only, more or less. He's a guy you can go out, maybe take a gamble on if you're needing a wide receiver three – with a little upside. A little, obviously it's Larry Fitzgerald, man. I still think he has it in the tank. It's just very situational with Josh Rosen on him. So Go get him. Kristen Kirk didn't exactly do a ton yesterday where Larry no. Fitzgerald got 12 targets.
0: Here's something I would like to discuss quickly since they're in the same range. Uh, Michael Thomas is getting it done for you, but he has fell from wide receiver one all the way down to six in our league format. Do we expect that to – he's obviously going to finish his top ten, but let's go over and under. Uh, top five or bottom five of the top ten? Where will Michael top Thomas five. finish? Top five. You know what? There's a lot of good receivers in the league.
2: I, I agree, but there's not a lot of receivers that have that combination of the size, strength, and hands. Michael Thomas has got 92% of the balls thrown to him this year. 92 that is just ridiculous.
3: There's receivers in this league who can not catch 92% of the balls thrown to them off a jugs machine with no defense. Correct. Like, the guy, the guy does have an insane, insanely good hands, insanely strong. Uh, he, and, again, he's – Coming he, into the last round,
2: he caught fifty-seven of I think sixty-two balls turned to him.
3: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to help your that's point, insane. and then I'm going to go the other way. Actually, but Michael Thomas is one of the receivers who's had a bye week in here, so sitting at number ten with a bye week in there. So let's let's take that into account. If you if you just what's your word? Extrapolate one more game. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's your word. Nick, he's, he's more, a, no. I was yours? Yeah. Okay. If you extrapolate another game in there, he's a top right around five. You know, with with Devonte and Emmanuel Sanders. So, that said, though, this Saints this Saints team's be it's built to maul you both both defensively and offensively. Their their strengths are their offensive and defensive lines. So I think they have it cooking with uh, Mark Ingram and and uh, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, and they want to be a run first team for maybe the first time under Sean Payton and Drew Brees. But I don't know that they have to throw the ball an elite amount of times to win football games right now. So I'm gonna go with six through ten, Bark. The bottom five of the top ten. Hey, I stand I had finishing. him I had him wide receiver one, I stand by it.
0: I think I'm I think I'm going six through ten as well. And and only by one spot. I think he finishes sixth. I think he finishes where he's at. Uh if anything else just because of the uh like, I, I don't like, I'll
2: take him somewhere between 3 and 7. I'm hedging my bet. Right.
0: <laughs> but he's never been the biggest I, touchdown guy and I think that's what's going to hold him up just a little. Like he, he'll finish with between 5 and 10. But I think some of these guys like Devontae Adams, uh, you know DeAndre Hopkins, the guys that can finish with 10-plus. They are past
2: 1st offenses. A, but there's not a lot of guys who every year finish with more than 10 or 12 touchdowns. No, there's not. I'm just there's predicting lot, this usually year. a handful, maybe five, that finish with more than 10 touchdowns. And if you're giving Mike Thomas 10 – I mean that's get you into the top five, especially with uh, these yardage and receptions. I'm
3: just saying it's it's a game plan schematic thing. Schematic uh, with with New Orleans, like they want to run the football first. And they're doing it effectively. They are doing it effectively.
2: Well, they did they did it a lot last year too. I mean, I think Ingram had 1,200 on the ground, and Kamara chipped in another seven 700. Yeah,
3: plus the 700 receiving. Yeah, so uh,
2: they. Whole, Again, a whole lot of touchdowns.
3: They they beat the crap out of Minnesota. I mean, they they pressured Kirk Cousins all day. Uh they controlled Clock. I mean, a lot of good things going on in New Orleans that are that don't involve uh Michael Thomas. But what, to, to be frank.
2: But what was the first thing uh Drew Brees looked at every time he needed 10 yards? It was Michael Thomas.
3: Yeah. He only had 120 yards passing yesterday
2: <laughs> Drew Michael Brees, Thomas
3: had 81 strange. of them and, though he had 81 of, no I, I, I'm kind of in between there I, I don't think he's your number one receiver this year he's going to be around five yeah. I know I know five I brought
0: six. it I know I brought it up but let's let's move on and talk about some uh some other names uh that kind of surprised this week at wide receiver uh which the first one that stands out of my head is David Moore Seattle Seahawks I buy none of that uh, okay okay Well, let's put it into perspective. You've got a team with an ailing Doug Baldwin, okay? Uh, Tyler Lockett is okay, but I don't think he's that great. This kid's 23. He's from East Central College, and sometimes those are the guys we don't know are good that come from very oddball schools. Uh, But his targets targets are nothing to be impressed with. He's had three targets and four in the last two games, but he has caught – Most of those targets in the last two games, and he has scored. He has scored two games in a row. He had four, three games in a row. I'm sorry, he had two touchdowns, one and one. So I mean, red zone threat one, and catching most of the balls thrown his way.
2: There wasn't receivers on that team that got more targets. Okay, so the Rams, he had 38 yards, gets in the end zone twice. It's impressive getting in the end zone once against the Rams. He does it twice. The Raiders you it, should get it was, it was the raiders you should get a touch not, and then not then the, everyone's gonna score and the then the raiders. lions like i'm okay he got lost in bad defense i guess what happened rams are a good defense the old, but he only had 38 yards against the Rams, my point. That's what I was saying. Yeah, but one out of three games, I mean, 33%, uh, you know, 33%. 66% of his receptions against Rams
0: were touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, when he scores again against the Chargers, I'll I'll bring this
2: back up. Um,
0: okay. When, but,
2: whenever he lays an egg next week, we'll talk about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> All right. So we had David Moore. He I'll was a, a, a surprise. You. Yes, please do. Uh, DJ Moore. The Moore brothers finished 12-13. and 13, So DJ Moore is finally coming on as a young rookie. And then we got Devontae Parker and Josh Reynolds right behind him. Some oddball names this week.
2: Okay. I like Josh Reynolds. Really oddball names. Josh Reynolds is immensely talented. He's just so far when that uh, Rams offense is fully healthy – He's so far down the depth chart; it's going to be hard to find him. I picked him up as a speculative I know you and I dropped him because you've, I had to. You spent the most money in history on Josh Reynolds for free agent budget last year, out of the rookie draft. As yes. of right now, you spent forty like five dollars on him out of a hundred. I added a buck this season. <laughs> yeah, forty-four plus one is forty-five. I like Josh Reynolds. So <laughs> obviously, the, the Devonte Parker game. Okay, I think sixty yards of his reception was a ball that went to somebody else got popped in the air and he caught it it went straight into his hands nine targets though okay Target so, watch. so, so until that point he had he would have had 60 yards if that guy catched the ball
3: that was one catch on zero targets is what arms is yes saying. <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: yes and like i made the mistake of dropping danny Amendola to go pick up parker as i seen the stat line and then i go back and i'm like oh, shoot Okay, here's Parker. You know, sixty of his yards, I believe. It, it was a long, long ball. I do know that. I don't know if it was sixty, but a big chunk of his yards came on a, a play that he wasn't even targeted. So can we, uh, since we're since
0: we're not believing in any of these guys for the most part, can we? Should we call DJ Moore as a pickup now? He's slowly becoming the go-to guy in Carolina.
3: No, I'm, no. I'm going yes. I'm 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 still staying away like I don't believe in him as a fantasy as, asset this year. I mean Devin Funch is still capable and and it's built around it's built around CMC. It's built around Christian McCaffrey and the legs of Cam Newton. So DJ Moore's just going to have those big games here and there when when he gets open. The ball's delivered to him. Yes, he he he's going to put up stats, but I, I don't see him being a focal point. He's, again, a guy who's down the pecking order in this offense. Uh,
2: Three times this year he's broke double digits. The problem is this week he ended up with six targets, which is a high point on the season. Normally it's like 4-4-45. Four, you know, it's it's not huge numbers. He's doing okay for you in PPR, getting you around that ten point mark, but not comfortable starting him even as a wide receiver three at this point. No, nah. and also I don't really I outside of what Steve Smith. I mean, when's the last time that Cam Newton really supported a, a viable number one receiver? <laughs> This was the week
3: of the number two slash number three receiver. It was, is yeah. what is what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, you had your big names at the top. Yeah, you know, Antonio Brown's back, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Adam Thielen, Odell. All those guys got in there. But yeah, after that, the the ten through twenty is a whole lot of Josh Reynolds, Devonte Parker, Danny Amendola. So, eh, not a lot of hype. From me on any of those names, the Josh Reynolds thing was more again just way down the pecking order, fluky. Uh, Cooper Cup will be Cupp's back, yeah. yeah. Cooper Cup will be back, and uh, I think you could pass on a free agent acquisition of Josh Reynolds unless you want to use him to bait something later.
2: I do wonder about Josh Reynolds with like a, a moving on from a Robert Woods next year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if Reynolds to me is a stash, you know, keep him. If you've got the depth and you're trying to to build something for next year, you're already out of it. You know Josh Reynolds isn't a bad guy to have, just kind of on the hope that you know the Rams get sick of Brandon Cooks like apparently every other seed or every other team does. Yeah. I mean, this is third third team in three years. What's going? You know what's up with Brandon Cooks? And he's looked good all three teams. He's looked good. So you know is he going to be a, a Ram next year? I, I say yes, but you know is, is Reynolds someone that they say? You know what? We have something close enough to you Robert Woods and um, we're just going to move on without you it
3: gives them the option yes. like like it, it, it downplays uh, Robert Woods trying to get a longer contract yes. more money because they do have an immediate uh,
2: replacement for him a very comparable replacement if not if not better I mean I'm, I'm not saying that Robert Woods is terrible but Reynolds has got you know some youth on him you know just as viable hands and shows the ability to get in the end zone yeah no, not hate it.
0: No, I don't hate it either. Let's switch gears. A little tight end. Travis Kelsey, your number one tight end. Kind of the uh, par for the course he's for most chelic. of the season. Per he, usual. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty good, that Travis Kelsey is. He's number two right now behind Ertz. Kind of what we expected. One of those guys to finish one, the other to finish two. Uh, right on pace there. So, uh, besides them uh, in fantasy leagues, Eric Ebron still got it done only because of a touchdown. Really not not many other reasons because now Jack Doyle's back and some newcomer Mo Alley Cox uh caught a touchdown as well. Some tight end Mo. I did not know existed until Andrew Luck made him relevant.
2: It's cause he played basketball in college.
0: Yeah. But Jack Doyle actually paced the team in fantasy points and receptions. Uh he was number two this week. Is that bad news for Ebron? I, I personally think it is because I, I don't when you got that many tight ends that are in the rotation, it means there's a rotation. So I I worry about Ebron going forward.
3: They like these two tight end sets. Like and they and they use both of these both these tight ends as receivers, obviously. I mean this is this is kind of a stat line I think you can project for the rest of the year between the two. Now Ebron could be the top guy next week with Jack Doyle throwing in your three for thirty with the touchdown.
2: If you go all the way back to college, Andrew Luck loves tight ends. He supported three tight ends in college. Like, it was all about, who was the receiver he had in, in, in college? Like, washu You know, like, nobody. Nobody. So, Luck gravitates towards the tight end for some reason. And I, I'm not concerned. I don't believe in this Mo Alley-Cox guy uh, being anything relevant for the rest of the season. He might have a touchdown here or there. Um, but, I mean, I'm fine with having both Doyle and Ebron. Either one of them be fine.
3: They're both startable on a fantasy team, like especially they on, be on two team. different. Yeah, yeah. they could be on two different fantasy teams and both get it done for you because because of that reason. What you said, uh, Andrew Luck can support two tight ends within this offense and just within the way he plays the game.
2: If you just, I mean, Andrew Luck's read it feels like this. I don't watch every play that he does, but it's like is T Y Hilton open. Nope, tight end, tight end, bam, bam. One of one of the other. let
3: move on to the next play. Yep. That that's basically how I guess. Jor- Jordan Thomas, uh, uh, the other rookie in Houston, yeah. getting it done with two two touchdowns, a decent decent targets catches yardage. You, you know he was he was, but he happened to catch two touchdowns. But I, I'm waiting for this Houston offense to take off. I mean, Bill O'Brien has been a tight end eh, supportive coach in the past i mean it's, gronk it's, in his prime was bill o'brien as his oc
2: and he's had relevant tight end numbers but not from a single guy before right you know but ryan griffin and whoever the other guy was I mean, it's always somebody with him you know with their tight ends but if it if it ends up going through uh jordan thomas if he, if they you know devote to him as the the main tight end that they're going to have on on the field at all times gets a, the high snap count I could see him having some uh, some relevance, maybe not in total for the year, but going forward for next year. You know, if you can find this guy on ta- and put him on a taxi squad, I'd be ecstatic to have him. Yeah, and, and again, Will
3: Fuller's down. I mean, they just keep that that wide receiving core just keeps getting decimated with injuries. Other than than
2: Nook, Fuller's out for the year. Fuller's out for the year with He'd an done.
3: ACL. Kiki Q T can't stay healthy with the hamstring. So right now it's Nook. And they're tied in core, can you say that? I mean, Jordan Thomas the only thing that did. I mean, right now Jordan Thomas has a prime – He's a he, he could be a prime pickup going forward just based on there's no one else to throw the ball, and they want to throw the ball with, you, you know, Lamar Miller. Lamar well, Miller had a good game, but I don't think the, they're going to commit to him as their workhorse. Uh, that's the way they win games, you know. I, it's going to be on the arm of Deshaun Watson. Watson.
0: I agree. Yeah, okay. And he's getting, Deshaun Watson's getting a little better as time goes on. But uh, other tight ends that got it done for you, the names, Jared Cook, OJ Howard, Greg Olson finally had a good game. Evan Ingram finally had another good game. Caught a it, touchdown late, I believe, yeah, is what kind of. It was a bust until that point. Sealed the deal. I was watching it, and I had him started in multiple leagues. I'm like, ah, come Evan. on, dude. And then And then he gives me. He gave me what I wanted. In the
2: same league that I was playing Mike Thomas, or excuse me, playing against Mike Evans, and I had James starting, Evan Ingram was their tight end. I'm like, Dude, I'm winning. The, like, I'm not winning. I'm I'm competitive basically until the fourth quarter of both of the games. I'm like, yep. I hate fantasy football sometimes.
0: Now, Trey Burton and David Njoku really gave you duds this week. Yeah. The, the bust of the week at tight end for sure there. Uh, David, David Njoku and J- and did
3: nothing. And Seth DeValve had it. <laughs> Seth, Seth DeVal. DeValve. Sounds like their uh, their uh, equipment manager, Seth DeValve, but uh, gets it done for Cleveland. I mean, uh, I can't say Cleveland got it done. It's just eh, again, we've we've said it. Tight end landscape is yep. ugly. It's ugly. Jordan Reed, George Kittle, both with their typical four catch, sixty yard games, eh.
2: ten points. I mean,
3: ten points. You, you take it right now hope they get a touchdown throw you into the 15 16 somewhere yeah. in their range
2: yes i mean as we've said a million times tight end, pretty uh pretty rough landscape to be looking at and you know 10 points is solid 10 points is typically top 10 yeah
0: now uh, let's uh let's switch gears to end the show let's talk a little bit of idp jordan evans cincinnati linebacker number one overall linebacker
2: this week out of nowhere jordan evans i mean I I just can't bank on this kid being productive consistently. Like I, he's this is his first double digit week. I think his first week with over two tackles. Like I mean, did he all maybe, did I miss it? Did he all of a sudden get the start because they've got Nickerson, they've got Brown? I mean, I don't know. Was Burfick suspended this week? <laughs> Probably. I mean, what what happened? What, what was the game script that made this occur? Because I'm I didn't see it. I didn't see how this Evans all of a sudden is one of the top linebackers in, in week eight. Just I, I think it
3: goes back to game plan. A younger guy who can run with some of those tight ends that but the buccaneers put on the field again seven tackles, four assists. Great game right there just from a tackle, tackle assist standpoint. then he gets an interception gets a sack and a half again, I mean he did it in all three phases of the game for a linebacker as far as racking up the tackles, defending the pass and pressuring the quarterback. It, it was a it was a good show that he put on, one that you can. You're, you're asking, can you bank on him going forward? I n- no, just because he hasn't done it yet, but he's a, he's a guy to watch. He's definitely a guy to watch. I agree. Uh, Jordan Hicks was one of your top linebackers. We expect that out of him now.
0: D Ford. D Ford. No, not a big name. He finished in the top five, number three overall. DeFord? DeFord. And then we got Blake Martinez, which we know about. But, man, Corey Littleton, I know that he's been great, but he, we can lock him in. I think he can be locked in as a top ten linebacker to acquire in Dynasty Leagues.
2: He basically became Alec Ogletree. I mean, that's that's what's happened. So Ogletree goes to New York. You got Barron, who's converted safety. Baron still, you know, putting up okay numbers, but Littleton fills that Alec Ogletree void quite nicely. I mean, the production really hasn't been any sort of a drop off,
3: and he's behind one of the best defensive lines in the league again. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I mean, Aaron who, Donald's a cheat code. Who like. are you not
2: going to double team? You going to not double team Sue and get killed, or are you going to not double team Donald and get killed? Yeah. Right,
3: I, I would. Uh, I think we one of us could be a decent middle linebacker behind those guys. I mean, you just have to go to where there's n- no one blocking and wait for s- the running back to pop through and hit you in the chest. Or like, just
2: run downhill because the the offensive lines push backwards. There's not a, a interior lineman that is not being overpowered by either one of those guys. It's overpowered, a mismatch. Speed in any individual offensive lineman on on interior is mm-hmm. overpowered by either Sue or or Donald. It's yeah. it's not fair it, I mean it's, it's just not it, it, <laughs> It's not it, fair
3: It's three on two Three offensive linemen On those two guys And they consistently win Also non I,
2: I will touch on the D4 thing He had three sacks I mean Come on He's got, come on. He, Arn says, he, come, play, on. Playing, come on. Come on. Playing D against Ford. Kay, playing against Case keenum I mean, come on, guys. Yeah.
0: Raekwon McMillan had another good week. The ascension, the awakening, so to speak, of Inspect the Deck. Or, I mean, Raekwon McMillan. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Darius Leonard a down week, even though he finished as a top 15 linebacker. Only 11 points out of Darius Leonard. Poor Darius. Poor Darius. Poor Darius. Poor Darius, w- with Poor his... Darius owners didn't get that league winning 30 point week that Darius usually gives them. <laughs>
3: There's a lot of again game playing. I mean, the Raiders flung it around the field. There wasn't a whole lot of there. There was a little bit of Doug Martin, as you said, but little Dougie, little Dougie Fresh coming through the line. Darius Linders, hey, down week at number fourteen overall. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. I was not
0: upset about it. Let's uh, let's talk some quick safeties real quick. If you guys want to talk defensive ends, we definitely can. But Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates is a must own in all dynasty leagues. He is coming on lately. I know he picked off a, a pass from Janus this week, but that doesn't diminish what Jesse Bates has done this season, which is uh, put up great fantasy production week in and week
3: out. Yeah, Jesse Bates, you take take away the interception, he's still like number five overall. Three. Number three number overall. Three. Yeah, he, he is a rock-solid safety. I mean, he's all over the field. This was his one of the down weeks tackle-wise. But he is still defending the pass well against the the Buccaneers, and that's really what you need to look at when you're you're looking at these elite safeties when they're playing a run heavy team. Does he defend the run? Yep, Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates does that when they're facing the number one passing offense in the league. And yes, the the Buccaneers are statistically. Does he defend the pass? Yeah, I mean, extremely active with with the pass defense, interception, took it to the
2: house. I mean, the guy's a stud. Jesse Bates' worst week so far this year is 8.5 points, and he's a rookie. That's what you want. I mean – That is exactly what you want out of a defensive back. Consistency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that – you don't expect the Landon Collins peaks where you can get 25, 30 points, yep. but I'm taking 10 points every week, oh, and yeah. I'm going to be ecstatic with and it. That's like, what, and that's base. what
0: you want, because five of the top 10 defensive backs this week are free agents in our league. That tells you about the landscape at defensive back. You need your consistency. You need your Jesse Bates. Uh, you need Justin Reed. To be honest, he's coming on and becoming more consistent. Another rookie. Sean Williams finishes in the top 10 again. And then you got the Honey Badger down below 10, but not much. You've got names after that. You just want
2: that consistent 10 points a week. And, and the Badger finished at exactly 10, by the way. Yeah,
0: and there's 20 to 25 guys that put up 10 points a week, you know, week in and week out as an average. And those are the guys you want. So Jesse Bates, Justin Reed, time to buy on those if you can still get them cheaply uh let's let's talk defensive ends and and then knock this show out of the park i just had, to, had jj to, what jj dynamite dude
3: he he's back healthy he is a absolute monster we already knew that but he but he pressuring the ball pressuring the quarterback getting his hands up knocking down passes i mean the guy is an absolute animal when it comes out. i i expect him to have better games going forward and yes A tragedy that we didn't have him in our top 10. Yeah. You you two didn't (laughs) have him in your top 10. Listen, until he was
0: healthy, I wasn't crowning him. Now I'll crown him. He's healthy. He's good to go. Crown his ass. He's literally one of the best to ever do it. Yes. But, you know, to be one of the best to ever do it means you've had to have played a lengthy career, which he has. And in injuries, we thought maybe could have ruined the back end of his career. They have not. So he's back.
2: He's back in the top 10. Lengthy? We
0: won't leave you out again, JJ. We are sorry.
2: I guess uh, he has been in for eight years. It doesn't feel like it. it feels I like know. he's in like year five. It's crazy. but not because uh, he's missed two or three. But
0: True. Now, pickup alert on the defensive end. Marcus Golden for Arizona is back off injury. Teams have to contend with Chandler Jones. Uh, now Marcus Golden is on the other side. They have to contend to him. He was one of our sleepers going into the season. Although he had to be healthy, now he's healthy and he puts up a uh, number 2 overall finish this week in IDP
3: leagues. And not just not just with the mass sack week. I mean getting it done against the run uh the 49ers done it, against the run. It, yeah. Ug- it was an ugly game all the way around on both both offenses. Uh 49ers just inept right now. So Marcus Golden teed off, got to the quarterback once. Got his his tackles. I mean, pick up, what'd you say? Pick up alert? Pick up alert.
2: Pick up alert? Because you had to drop him at this point. He's done nothing for you. Right. Yeah, I
0: had to drop him. I couldn't afford to roster him. So until he got healthy, now he's a free agent. Who's grabbing him? We're all looking at him. And uh, I imagine we all want him. But we'll see what happens.
3: I, I'll, I'll buy the Marcus Golden hype, and then uh, after that, the the number one overall guy, uh, Matt Ioannidis. I, <laughs> Ioannidis. I, I do you need us a little Matt Ioannidis? <laughs> do you need
2: us? No. <laughs> Why? No, is no the, the he was playing Eli Manning. All right, fair enough. I could get, two,
3: he, Eli Manning got sacked seven
2: times. I could get three sacks probably against Eli just <laughs> with. Uh, the whole offensive line, because he's going to hang on to the ball that long.
3: Here's what you do: you, you keep that name, Matt Ioannidis, in the back of your head. That's right. And then, week fourteen, when they play the Giants again, right. you pick up Matt Ioannidis. Matt Ioannidis, and
0: then we make a <laughs> uh, then we make a parody song for our YouTube channel in the tune of "Kiki, Do You Love Me?" But Matt, Mimi, Mimi, Ioannidis. No,
3: I, I tried to get on board with that. So
0: you'll never ever be Jonathan Allen i need it <laughs> all, all right. right yeah i think it's a number one hit arms is over here like embarrassed to be on the show but it's a number uh, one hit as usual
3: <laughs> Again, all right right there though consistency what well, preach consistency in idp six of the top 10 defensive linemen in our league are free agents absolutely that's, if you don't
0: have a great one you don't have one yeah Boom.
3: that's why you need your jj watt your clayus
0: Campbell, Aaron donald jpp Marcus Davenport was the top 15. There is
2: a guy out there who's fairly consistent, usually keeps you over six and stepping to it. He's stepping to it. But, I mean, most weeks he's got over six points. This week he ended up with uh, 10.5 points and got a sack. I mean, granted, it was against the Browns, who look a little bit lost right now. Yeah, they but, need receivers. I mean, he finishes number five overall this week. So, I mean, take it—take a long look at him.
3: Young guy with opportunity there. He's been a bright spot on that Steelers defense. he has been getting torched through the air for the most part, but he is good. He's—he's he's getting more consistent with his pass rush. I like to see him get to the ball or the—the the quarterback a little more consistent. Doesn't he feel
2: like he's been around for fifteen years though? Yep. Like you 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 see the back of his jersey in every Steelers game. It, it seems like since they drafted Ben Roethlisberger, but it's only been 5 years.
0: Yep. Speaking of 5 years, we're out of here. I don't know what 5 years has to do with that, but uh it just seemed like a good segue. Speaking
3: of 5 years, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> is not relatable at all not but. relatable
0: at all uh speaking of cauliflower we're ending the recording <laughs> thanks mark uh, yeah I, what, I do what i can to keep us relevant you know thank you with those kind of analysis uh, and analogies whatever cauliflower like cauliflower we're out bark's out Good
3: night. hey
0: peace enjoy your week Get a little extra there
3: this concludes another episode of the back row fantasy show Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.